podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 364 of Film Bastards. I totally knew I was hosting this. I am one of your hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster. Hello, everybody. And... Ian Loring, if you're on the regular feed, you're getting this over a week after we recorded because we've run out of storage. If you want this <laughs> earlier at a more convenient time, subscribe to the Patreon for two dollars a month. That is two fucking dollars a month. Yep, that, that, that's, that's, that's all you need. Two dollars a month and you will get extra content and you'll get it quicker. And you'll get Ian moaning about computer games. Fuck you! <laughs> uh, so what do we have this week, guys? What do we have this week? We are not talking about the devil all the time because nobody's talking about the devil all the time. It would appear. That's the, how that fucking right? That film. I will watch it this week. But yeah, so that, that film just has you know that cast and that film, and yet it is just fucking. It's vanished. It, it is, isn't it? So it's 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 a fart in the wind. Is anyone saying it's bad or is it? Just... I, do you know I think it is. Yeah. I think it's it, it's okay. Right. People don't like it. People don't like it. So yeah. what we're talking about is we're talking about another film people don't like. We're going to talk about Antebellum. I mean, some people don't like it. Some people don't like it. Yes, and and also we're going to chat maybe some what we've been watching. If any of us have watched anything. Um, Mm-hmm. And and we're gonna chat. We're also gonna throw in a, a retro review um, for no reason other than Ian watched it for the first time. I noticed it and went, "Fuck it, let's review that." Uh, we're gonna do a review of Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. The Bruce Lee story. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely the Bruce Lee story. Everything yeah. in that film, one hundred percent, happened to Bruce Lee. I mean, it's totally accurate. It is one hundred percent. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna review the documentary Dragon the Bruce Lee story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna do the usual uh, trailers. We're gonna chat. We're gonna do our usual thing now, which is almost <laughs> become a what the fuck has gone on in the movie world? Also known yeah. as Ian, what's been delayed this week? Fuck Ian, wow, what's been delayed this week? Right as we were about to start recording, <laughs> I see a tweet saying Death of the Nile's been delayed to December, and I'm thinking right. That's weird that Black Widow hasn't because it's Disney slash Fox. Scroll up a couple of tweets. Boom. Everything's fucking pushed back. So um, basically all of these Disney films or, or Marvel films are now fucking hell. Is it playing it forward on Friday? Yeah. Fuck. I missed that. I didn't think we confirmed an actual day. <laughs> I mean, you got to do it sometime, you lazy bitch. 100% going to wait to see what other people say. Um, fuck. Uh, Mark, if I, I, I got you, Greta, didn't I? Yes, you have. Yeah, okay. I did that when I was pissed a couple of weeks back. I'm glad I didn't dream it. Um, so, anyway, apologies. Um, so, yes, basically all these things have been moved back a year. So, Black Widow was supposed to be coming out May this year. It's now coming out May next year. Uh, Eternals was supposed to be coming out November this year. It's now coming out November next year. 
Um, so yeah, it's a it, hell of a thing. I was kind of thinking, shit, maybe things are actually going to be all right because they released that trailer for One Division and confirmed that that will be on Disney Plus this year. Um, but no. Now, the one silver lining that Blank Check host and the Atlantic writer David Sims on Twitter has pointed out is this shows that the distributors obviously still need cinemas. Yeah. In the end of the day, if Mulan was actually a success, Black Widow would have been on Disney Plus. It would have been. They they would have they would have gone ahead. But I'm, it not, wasn't. Sure, I'm not sure for Black Widow. Just because of the Marvel thing. I'm if not, it had been a success, if Mulan had worked as a as a business model. I'm not sure. Maybe Soul and things like that, maybe. But I just, I think with Black Widow, I think with Marvel, I think they were always wanting to hold that back as close as they could. They don't want that film to not make money. No, but that's the thing, man. If Mulan had been a success, Black Widow would have got so many fucking more people. Uh, Yeah, if it it had made, if, if it had made 70 million, let's say, in what is it, they'd have gone, fuck it, yeah, we can make 200 million on this but it made nine million i don't know i i i don't i don't have the figures but and the thing is obviously tenet has done all right internationally it's done perfectly fine internationally domestically in the u.s not not that big so you know if if i i think one thing is it does show that disney are waiting for cinemas to be okay which you know i i honestly i'm 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 actually quite heartened by that. And it's the only reason why I'm not screaming into a pillow at the moment. Um, Now bond as well. They've continued promotional stuff on bond. Um, Amara Santi uh, on her Twitter released a um, mobile phone ad with Lashana Lynch that was tied to bond uh, yesterday. Um, You know, so all the promotional material still says November in the end of the day. Bond basically now has, I mean, you would assume Wonder Woman and Dune may well fuck off, but it's it's an interesting game of chicken, this, though, because Bond will be the only fucking show in town. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wonder whether Eon Productions might be like, you know what, we might move it up a couple of weeks, release it at the end of October. You know, there's fucking nothing. There's nothing to compete with it. And cinemas are allowed. Uh, uh, cinemas are still allowed to open. Yep. You know, I, I, it's. I think the gov. The, the government's obviously still confident enough. I mean, okay, they can't have any late shows. Never mind. But yeah, they can still. Exempt from that. Sorry. Some theaters are exempt from the 10 p.m. closing. Yeah. 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 Well, um, no. They. They. But the shows have to start by 10. Uh, okay, so okay. all I'm saying is they can't they can't have like midnight shows. They can't, they can't have something that's at 1145. The, the show yeah. they can have something starting at 9 955. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. exactly. So and 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 that's the thing. So like that lets cinemas like stay open. Um, but now, I mean, it's fucking like I've got a Cineworld Unlimited card. I'm not allowed to go to Cardiff. Um, uh. <laughs> You know, uh, I had tickets for the St. Maud Unlimited screening. Can't go to that now. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't think anything's going to change in the next couple of weeks, which would let me. Um, 
you know, October. What has October got in the cinema? It's got Saint Maud. That's it. The thing is, as well, like, the annoying thing is, I have a Cineworld card. We might go and see Tenet again. Yeah. Um, Looks like that. But um, Cineworld are supposed to be, and they're listed as showing the Rocky reissues. Mm. But they don't appear to actually be listing them yet. Mm. But Rocky's being re-released between this Friday and the 14th of October. Yeah. Now, View are showing all of them next week. I don't know if it's View is showing all of them next week and then the week after, Cineworld are going to show all of them. Or not. But it's <laughs> like, I won't mind going to see Rocky. But I feel a little bit odd about going to cinema and paying a fiver. It's only a fiver, isn't it? That. Going to cinema and paying a fiver to go and see something. When You're paying a membership. I'm paying a membership to somewhere. Cineworld need to start earning their fucking money. They need to start earning people keeping their memberships. The um, retro screenings seem to have absolutely dropped off a cliff. They, 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 the city world seem to have decided, do you know what? We okay. we prefer to be closed, so we're just not going <laughs> to... not going to show anything. We're not going to screen anything that isn't already here. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's... They really do. They need to start rewarding people's loyalty that have kept their memberships throughout lockdown. You know, yeah, all right, they stopped payments throughout it, but they didn't... Let's be honest, stop them straight away, did they? They got that last payment in. I mean, I just think the mad thing is, you've got, showing it at City World at the moment. Lots of fucking theatre stuff. Lots of theatre stuff, that's literally just one night in the end of October. But it's like... Unhinged, Unhinged is still, still playing, which I, I kind of adore that Unhinged is still playing. That fucking shitty Pinocchio movie. The Pinocchio movie that I don't think anyone has seen. Oh, uh, Sarah Cox. Sarah Cox has seen it and that's it. And I think she was fucking lying anyway. Um, like she's fucking smart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, a movie that's core audience has already, already watched it. it. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it, 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 it's going to be interesting to see how, how cinemas act to October. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the thing is, I mean... I'm ever. I think I'm ever so slightly more charitable towards Cineworld, just in terms of, in a way, it's not their fault that they are in this position. They opened up basically because of Tenet. If Tenet, and I, you know, I, 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 I don't. I'm not begrudging Tenet in the slightest. Like that need. Like people were willing that to come out to see what was going to happen, you know. And unfortunately, kind of seems like the way of the world has has scared off other distributors but it did well over here though what what i will say there is and i i I, city world offer a great product and i'm not gonna start bitching i'm not bitching money at city world with the unlimited card well you know what i'm paying for i can't see to play but in this situation it's if there just isn't enough coming out you need to start being cleverer with things. And I don't think Cineworld are being clever enough. So for if you want to go to View this weekend, you can go and watch uh, Broken Hearts Gallery. You can go and watch Tenet. You can go and watch New Mutants. Or you could go and watch The Football. Mm. Or you could go and watch any of the Rocky movies. Oh, or hang on. What, watch... they're, they're showing like live football? Yeah. Or you could go okay. and watch All right. That's interesting. Empire Strikes Back. 
Yeah. Or you can go and watch the theatre stuff. They are absolutely going, right. We just need to get people in. We just need to get people in. We, and we need to give them content that they want to go and, and, and watch. Yeah. So, do you know what? Not everyone wants to go and watch the football in a in a pub. No. But people might might go, do you know what? Fuck it. A fiver, I can tell lads to go and watch Sheffield United on big on the big screen. We can get some popcorn or what is it? Yeah, go on, why not? Well it's even like with, with regards to um Disney World, like they were rewarding members for not cancelling their membership and then reinstating it after lockdown. Yeah. By offering them a free cinema ticket. It's yeah. like that's the most fucking pointless reward. Offer them a free IMAX upgrade. Yeah. Offer them a free VIP upgrade. Offer them something they will actually use, not something that they like, for instance, like, I mean, I know we're we're an anomaly. We don't socialise outside of our our two-person social group. Yeah. But, like, if I was a single person and I was a Cineworld member and I was going out with one of my girlfriends, I wouldn't fucking go to the cinema and give her my free ticket. I'd no. go for a few fucking cocktails. It's not a thing you really go to as friends. No, it, 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 it's it's like a lady of the night offering a boom flash after she's given you a hand jibber. It, it is, yeah. 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 I just, I, th- I think they're doing it wrong. And again, like you said, I love Cineworld. I love the fact that it's on our doorstep. I love the membership. And I, I, it's a nice place. Yeah. Well, and, but I just think they need to be making more of an effort. Like, yeah, it's maybe not going to draw as many people in showing loads of retro screenings but the fucking nerds that have got the membership might want to go see the rocky movies and those people are the people that are paying like 20 quid a month there for was, membership and they'll cancel it if there's nothing to see there was more people in every retro screening we went to it than was, there was yeah. in the other screenings we've been to with yeah. the exception of both times we went to see tenet yeah yeah I don't know. I mean, like, I've I've had an unlimited screening for uh, a membership for a number of years now, and um, I get a discount through my work as well. So I think it's cost me like 120, 130 quid a year, mm. which is nothing, you know. So it's I I don't know. I mean, like, I tweeted Cineworld the other day saying like I'm in a local lockdown area. Is there anything I can do to kind of like freeze my membership? Um, and uh, they to be fair, they DM'd me and said, "Do you want to give us a ring?" I don't think I'm going to, though. Like, it's the value that I've had out of it over the last few years, coupled yeah. with the fact that they are open. Um, and I'm, I don't begrudge anyone who would want to get a refund. It, this is this is purely me. I'm just a bit like, when That's when it. I can go, I will rag the fuck out of my Unlimited card again. I, I, will, I will happily keep my... my uh... Um, subscription going with them but if I open it up next week and go right so Pinocchio's still on 100% Wolves 100% Wolves still on Road's Not Taken still on Tenet's still on New Mutants are still on and Unhinged is still on and Andre Ryu somehow has recorded another (laughs) concert um I mean, Which to be fair, Ian's all over that. I am, I am really hoping I would be if that I Andre go. Ryu is going to do a live Zoom fucking stream to Cineworld. <laughs> all I can think of is the company that owns Cineworld. Own Andre Ryu. Own Andre Ryu. <laughs> that, is, that is it. And <laughs> yeah. literally, 
the, 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 the guy, like in The Simpsons, where fucking Mr. Burns has that theater in his house. Yeah. Like, the, like Andrew Ryu is just trapped there, and the guy wants to open the what is it and goes, This concerto was supposed to finish last week. We have more to go out, Andre. Do better. And then just closes the door, and he's got a, a completely new fiddle set. Yeah, yeah, fiddle set. I don't know what the fuck he plays, to be fair. Um, no, I, I, I mean, and, and it, it's interesting because um, also, like, West Side Story's been delayed a full year, which... Yeah. Um, Christopher Plummer can learn all the fucking dances to replace Elgar. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, it's not a face replacement. They're literally going to reshoot the film starring Christopher Plummer at this point. But, um, <laughs> no, but, I mean, I, I, I think a slight segue there. So now, the Oscar season, right? You've got net right. If Netflix don't win basically all the Oscars this year, they never will. Well, it's... I mean, they need to release something good. No, I'm telling you right now. Mark Wahlberg, Spencer Confidential, best actor. Fuck it, and uh, I mean, with Russell Crowe winning best supporting actor for Unhinged. Such a dickhead. You're <laughs> such a dickhead. I mean, it's. I mean, like, literally, you've got Rebecca, you've got Trial of the Chicago 7, you've got Mank, to an extent, you've got I'm Thinking of Ending Things, maybe for a fucking screenplay nomination, and oh, if okay. Jesse if Jesse Buckley got a Best Actress, I wouldn't begrudge her, you know. Um, it, 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 but, I mean, what the fuck else is there? You've got Nomadland, Ammonite's not, uh, or, sorry, not a Portrait of a Winslet on Ronan, is not landing well enough, um, you know, uh, to, to to really get anywhere. Trailer, Tenet. Trailer spoiler. Nolan films don't attract Oscars. Technical. The thing is, technical, it will win fucking everything because it's basically the only big fucking blockbuster. <laughs> My prediction is it's a sleeper somewhere. Host. Wouldn't you fucking love it? Well, Horse is getting a similar, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> Fucking congrats to Rob and Jed and Gemma and all that lot. Yeah, it, it, it's what getting a, like treat. A, a global release. I know, it's amazing. That's so fucking cool. What a treat. I'd love to see that get an Oscar. <laughs> I mean, technical. Yeah. You know, is it out of the realms of possibility that, that, that someone might go, do you know what? For sheer fucking thought of mind and sheer just... Do you know what? Clever fucking filmmaking. Someone should add a this made me shit my pants section to the Oscars and then it would win. At, at the Satellite Awards or something like that, fucking horse is going to clean up. Oh, yeah, yeah. But something like that. Um, but um, there's, there's a sleeper somewhere. Mank, maybe. I mean, that, that, that's it. It's like, is it the year that Fincher gets his Oscar? I mean, it, it feels to me like... Well, Aaron Sorkin gets best adapted screenplay. People are fucking raving about him. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen apparent and Jeremy Strong apparently both very good in Trial of the Chicago Seven. Baron they- Cohen's not a popular man in Hollywood. Uh, nope, fair enough, but still, like you got Jeremy Strong as well, who's in Succession. You know, he, he people like him. So Trial of the Chicago Seven there. Um, you know, if if Rebecca hits. 
Let's get Lily James going for Best Actress, even though, you know, you've got Frances McDormand there as well. Um, and Ammonite feels like the kind of thing that Saoirse Ronan or Kate Winslet could get an actress nomination in their sleep for. Stanley um, Tucci's winning Best Supporting. Sorry? Stanley Tucci's winning Best Supporting Actor. What, for Supernova? Yeah. That looks really good. Fuck. Oh, I cannot wait. I need... I'm, I fucking pray... I may like. I pray that's in the digital viewing library at LFF slash able to watch it during the allotted time at the press screening. That trailer is fucking ace. So up for Supernova. So yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, Rebecca could could um, could well hit. But it's like I don't know what else there actually is i mean um delroy lindo is going to get um campaigned for best actor for the five bloods let's fucking give delroy lindo an oscar why not why not yeah why, why not it's a really fucking good performance it's a fucking great performance it, that's straight it, it, to the it, camera shit he does holy yep. shit if delroy lindo wins best best actor for that no one is going oh well you know don't want an awful lot out in 2020. So yeah, it was the It's like no, he, he just deserved it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and the thing is as well, because all this shit is on Netflix, it will probably be a really well viewing figured Oscars because people will be able to watch this stuff. They will have watched this stuff. Um. Uh, yeah, I I, I I don't know. Really, really interesting. And like, like we said in the Patreon section, the combination of LFF stuff and just the sheer big dick energy of Netflix in October, it's going to get me through the next month or so. I swear to God. And we've got that those four, for, well, the first two of those four um, Bloomhouse um, movies arriving on Prime. Granted, Prime don't like telling you things are happening on Prime. They like to hide it in the films you might like page 52 section and you go <laughs> you'll find it on netflix yeah it, it, it's prime seriously <laughs> sort your shit out your algorithms are shite almost as bad as amazon's website <laughs> trailers are you there yeah, yeah. Oh. trailers what we got well, I mean, let's let's just touch on Supernova again, though. So, I mean, Colin Firth, Stanley Tucci, gay couple. Stanley Tucci um, appears to uh, be in the early stages of Alzheimer's or something like that. Um, yes, please. I will tear up. And those two look fucking great together. Well, uh, that, that's it. The, the, the trailer, I was like, do you know what? When it, when it first starts and it's like, it, it seems like this jaunty kind of like possibly going to be a, a dramedy kind of thing going on. I was like, you know what? I, I will happily go on a little funny road trip with Colin Firth and uh, Stanley Tucci there. And then when it starts, when it, when, it, when you see Tucci have a little moment, he starts to go, oh, please don't be this. Yeah. And he watched it going, do you know what? That looks just them two riffing off each other. It will be fantastic, but it will be, you know, it will be heartbreaking because neither of them are, a showy actors. No, no. Mm. And so, but both of them are very, very good. You know, Tucci has the ability to be showy if he needs to be, but he also has the ability to be very 
sombre way yeah. he's, I, I do think too which is kind of for a good number of years has kind of been a bit of one of those never quite got the credit he's deserved yeah absolutely over the yeah. years um yeah that looks it looks very very good yeah, yeah Tucci fucking rules and he's at his most hammy when he looks embarrassed um after his oscar clip for the lovely bones so yeah yeah he has his moments but he's he's good but then but he's been a fucking workhorse of a of, a, of an actor mm. yeah yeah, yeah. What else have we seen trailer-wise, Ian? Um, I watched a trailer for a, a, like, quite a small-looking <laughs> film called The Opening Act. Um, stars oh, yeah. uh, uh, Jimmy O. Yang, who uh, was in Fancy Island and Crazy Rich Asians. Looks all right. I wouldn't pay for it, but if it comes up on Netflix or Amazon... Actually, to be, no, I take that back. If that fucker was opening on in Showcase on Friday, I'd go see it. Uh, you know, like I, I shouldn't be saying I wouldn't pay for it in this fucking environment. <laughs> you know, um, it, 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 if that crops up in two weeks' time uh, at at Cineworld, yeah, yeah, Friday, first fucking showing. There you go. Yeah, uh, no, I yeah. It, I, so, think, I, I think it looks. I'm kind of looking forward to that actually, to be honest. Yeah, it looks funny. Yeah, I will happily go and watch Jin uh, Yang try and do stand up. And Cedric the Entertainer as well, isn't it? So um, yeah. he's always a good time. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm up for that. I can't look at him like as a normal person after watching Silicon Valley. No. He is Silicon Valley. Yeah, he's Silicon yeah. Valley. He's in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, he kind of starts to... You kind of, you're annoyed by him when he's first did it and then he kind of starts to steal the entire show in the last yeah, two seasons. Yeah, he kind of grows on you and then you're like, oh, you're an evil fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know know people have kind of referenced this stuff before, but isn't it fucking mental that Fantasy Island was this year? Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Fantasy Island literally feels like it happened in 2008. When did it come out? February. February. No way. Yeah. That was this year. Fucking hell. I I at least mentally had it as 2019. Nope, it was was this year. God. She has been fucking long. I liked Fantasy Island. I like Fantasy Island. <laughs> oh God, this year has been long. Yeah, I think we, I think we were the two people that liked it. Yeah, just me and me. I, I, I'm waiting for that extended cut to go down on iTunes so I can buy it. <laughs> <coughs> Have we already talked about the trial of the Chicago Seven trailer? Previously? No, but looks good, eh? Yeah. It does look very good. It's yeah. Very good. It's always weird seeing Sasha Baron Cohen be serious. It, it it doesn't happen a lot. No. I, do you and know you what? His um, speechy thing that he did about is it about social media. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what though? It, do you know what I'd like? In the same way as there's certain musicians like Justin Timberlake, shit off the pot, either be an actor or be a musician. Yeah. Because you're trying to draw a credibility. From that side, but what, but then you're also releasing things with Bruno Mars. Um, I mean, I think the worst one probably is the, the Trolls theme tune. Oh, oh that, yeah. yeah. You, you're doing acting things that, that a pop star does. Mm. Uh, but then with Sasha Baron Cohen, he's about to be the Cry of Chicago 7. <laughs> he's getting very good buzz for it. Anything like that, what's he going to do? Oh, I've made another Borat movie that I might release in a year's time. Do you know what? Just don't. Maybe don't. Yeah. 
maybe, maybe, maybe don't. Maybe you got lucky with Borat. <laughs> but trust me, 2021 doesn't need more Borat. No, not, no. It, it won't end well. If Borat came out in a fucking cinema on Friday, I'd be all for it. Put the original Borat out in the fucking cinema. I'll go see it. I the thing is with Borat is I've seen it once and I was okay with it. I never need to see it again and I don't and I with I very much like that with Seth Baron Cohen in the sense of I don't find him funny at all. No. But I do think he has the capacity to be a very good actor. Well the thing is it's it's weird because like he seems like quite a intelligent he's a very smart man. measured sensible guy yeah in some s- settings and then he releases ali g and bruno and borat that are just fucking they're all made an awful lot of money for him yeah but that are all awful stereotypical shite because he knows what will play to a mass market but then so is he just a fucking hypocrite <clears throat> yeah in which case he doesn't deserve any of our time does he no, but, but that that's it. He needs to either go, right, I'm, I'm this guy now, watch this serious that's, film. That's what I'm saying. I know, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Or I'm still this guy, in which case this serious piece that I've made is just, is whatever. Don't watch it. <laughs> Next trailer. A rainy day in New York. The most Woody Allen-looking Woody Allen movie right. that has ever Woody allen well, This is already... This looks like a Woody Allen fucking movie, and then there it popped. Yeah, it, this it, has it's, been on iTunes for like two months. Why is uh, there a trailer for it? Because uh, no one's fucking watching Because it. it's getting a US cinema release, apparently. Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. I mean, fuck it. Right, this, tra- I mean, this film is now so old that there is a bit of it where Timothy Chalamet is talking to like the film director guy. That guy is Griffin Newman, the co-host of blank check, the podcast I bang on about all the time who like a year ago said, I am donating all my fee from this film to charity. I'm so sorry. I worked with Woody Allen. I mean, most of this cast have denounced the film. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, quickly on that a little bit. Right. Did you notice that, that Kate Winslet has come out and kind of said that, you know, she now realises the error of her ways working with Polanski and working with Woody Allen? Yeah. It's like, wasn't it literally like 12 months ago that she was talking about the fact that she shouldn't feel bad about it on that, um, on some kind of like, on like a round table, I think, with Margot Robbie and Saoirse Ronan, who both gave her the look of, Stop talking. <laughs> it, it it literally is like like the horse bolted, has gone over, has ripped through everything, and then Kate Winslet has then written herself a note saying, "Do not open barn door," and stuck it to the barn door, and then gone. Ask someone else to get that horse, and walked off. What else have we got trailer wise? I, I I kind of want to watch a rainy day in New York, but I think I'm gonna like m- not pay for it. Like I'll wait until it's on a streaming service. But 
I'll be honest, kind of looks like my bag. It's literally called a rainy day in New York. I, 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 setting everything that love it, but I'll be honest, I never need to see another Woody Allen movie again because you know what? I've seen some of the ones he's released in the past few years and they're all the same. No, I know. I know, but it, it just like literally, I mean, it's not rainy, but inside Lewin Davis is essentially how I'd like my life to look. So a rainy day in New York is maybe like my the the, the perfect title for me. Um, I, 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 I'm selling. Yeah, I don't know. I feel very. Like I haven't I, I I I haven't watched the Woody Allen film since like it really fucking went on against him. Is, I, I, if somebody turns around me and says, "Um, no, no, oh, I actually I watched that. What is that? I'm gonna go. Oh, well, the, the, you're just backing up the anything like that. People want to watch it. Fuck it, watch it. I personally choose not to, but that's not a it's not a moral high ground thing. Part of it, it's quite easy for me because I don't really like Woody Allen movies. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I, it, it, for part of it is. Do you know what? I feel a little bit wrong watching that. And also, well, I don't need to because I, I won't I enjoy like it, it anyway yeah. or anything like that. That's it. I've, and so I've seen that. Where, however, and there is a separation of, of, of art and the artist. And I can I, I, I thoroughly respect people's opinion of, of, of how they can stick to, to that. However, the Polanski one is very different for me in the sense that it, it, it's it's a different he is guilty of what he did yeah yeah um and you can throw and people around it can throw as many things what is it I, I i do think that that maybe maybe perceived genius should not excuse that <laughs> so what we we we, we define we're differentiating them because polanski is is provably true and Woody Allen's is just everyone knows it's true no, no I'm saying it's a it, to an element of, of, there has to be a little bit of yet to that unfortunately and I, I agree that that is it, it's a shaky stance to take so one's a pedo and one's a pedo but it's not proven yet they're very much simplistic terms suppose, yeah. it is, it's, I'm the same as you I, I've watched a number of Woody Allen movies over the years and I like a sum total of one of them. Which? Midnight is that because of Owen Wilson? Yes, it is, yeah. And because of the timey limey shit, I like it. But um, any other Woody Allen movie, like the bumbling beta male kind of character, it's it's just not something I need to fucking watch. It, it, it's not attractive in real life. It's not attractive cinematically. I don't need to fucking see that. <laughs> if you're a beta male, just, just get out of my, like vision screen thing i don't need to see it and and woody allen all his characters are him and it's just he's just he's just so grim so but but not watching a new woody allen movie it's very easy for me because i don't like woody allen and all his male characters are woody allen and all his films are shit apart from one so it's fine and also i don't like Elle fanning do quite like timothy chalamet and he's come out and condemned his kind of participation in this movie, so I'm, I'm fine with it. Timothy Chalamet, Mark. I don't really like Timothy Chalamet. He has magnificent hair. That's it. That's all it is with him. He's got that floppy hair situation going on. It's good. I just, I mean, Elle, Fanning's, Elle Fanning's a, a, an odd one, isn't she? 
it, it's like how what at what point does that character that she can play and that shtick that she's got at what point does that run out? Because it happened with Juliet Lewis. Well, it happened I mean, to be fair, to be yeah. fair, dude, we reviewed the roads not taken last week, and I think we all agreed that like she was pretty good in that. Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying she's not good. She is good, and I, I like it. She, she, she's, she's a but, good actress, but she I, has I, a slight I, kind of energy to her, and it's it, at some point it feel it, it does feel like that energy is going to it, it's either going to change and it's she's going to do something that you're going to go. Oh holy fuck! That's that was amazing. Oh, she's gonna get too old for it. Oh, she's gonna get too old for that that energy. Yeah. I I like Elfani. I I actually I actually do really like her as an actress. I think she's a really I do I think she's a she can be a fun screen presence and she can be a fucking creepy screen presence. Neon Demon, she's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Um, in that, but with actresses like that that have a um an energy to them, like a, a Juliette Lewis, for instance. Mm. At some point, it either propels them somewhere different, so a Laura Dern, for instance, mm. or it runs out and it becomes a a stick for them, uh, like like what happened with Juliet Lewis. Mm. So it's going to be interesting seeing where that goes. Is more what I meant. I think I just re- I think I phrased it badly. Because mm. I, I, I say, but yeah, no, Dakota Fanning just seems to get bored of being Dakota Fanning. I think she just stopped getting cast. Because <laughs> her sister's still on the ropes. It's just, it's, it's it, with, with Woody Allen, it, it, it just, and forgive me, in, indulge me here, I'm just kind of like, almost like airing my own shit. It, it, in my difficulty with, I don't know, like, it, it's just, uh, my English teacher in sick form lent me Woody Allen films on DVD and, um, like uh, you know, and also like other, other things as well. And it was actually quite a formative experience in my film kind of education. It was like the only teacher I ever had who was like, "You like films? I like films as well. You know, let's like let's talk about this." You know, and um, uh, I mean to be fair, she also in one of my school reports called me the most abusive, obnoxious, and disruptive pupil she ever had the displeasure of teaching. Um, flirting them. It was fucking weird. It was, you know, like for a teacher to blow hot and cold like that. It's just it was an odd, like, bit of whiplash. Oh, you know, very weird. I mean, the thing is, it was like talking about film and stuff. She was brilliant, and she literally she was like, "Have you ever read Sight and Sound?" And you know, and you know, I mean. it kind of let, like led me down a, a, a particular academic path with film, you know. So I'll always have her to thank for that. But gave me the surprise of a life when I got that school report. You know, I was, I, I, you know, I was a bit of a tinker. Don't get me wrong. I was also the only one of her students who ever got forty out of forty on a fucking AS level uh, module like test. But you know, hey. Um, so yeah so she lent me uh woody allen dvds and they were actually like a big part of my film education at quite a pivotal point to shape me into the film fan that i am today you I, know I think, so I, I think there's there's certain filmmakers i think where if you are a film fan like like we are and like um like listeners will be there's certain filmmakers where you i think 
everyone has them. You almost feel a little bit guilty about not getting on with as a film fan. So for years, and I remember seeing an interview with uh, with Quentin Tarantino, <coughs> and he said, for, for like, for, you know, and Tarantino is a very confident film lover, if you understand what I mean. Um, and he said, for years, it wasn't until he was in his um, late 20s, he said, that but for years, when he talked about films, he said, he said the conversation always come, come up to one filmmaker. He said, you go around, bounce around other filmmakers, but one filmmaker would always, there'd be a bunch of filmmakers would always come up, but one of those filmmakers that would always come up would be Hitchcock. And he said, for years, I, I would I would say, for years, like to people, oh, yeah, well, I really like blah. And, he said, and I'd go through all these things. He said, but in the back of my mind, I, I was there thinking, just none of it connects to me. Mm. I, I get it. I, I get that he's brilliant and I get that he's great, but it just none of it hits me, and I don't. It, 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 it's not my thing. He's a filmmaker you're meant to like. Yeah, and it wasn't until um, once when he was out having lunch with Paul Thomas Anderson, um, and something came up about Hitchcock. He said, Paul Thomas Anderson just a throwaway comment, which went, I mean, it's been nice. I've never really got on with Hitchcock. And he said, as he was leaving. Except I'm telling you, I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> it literally, it was like, hang on a minute, how can, how was he allowed to say that? <laughs> and for all these years, I've had to go, do you know what? No, I really like, I really like um, Frenzy, and I liked this, and this was really cool. And he's just allowed to go, I never really got on with him. Why could I have done that? <laughs> Spielberg's like that to me. No, well, I'm like that with, 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 with and, and, and weirdly with Hitchcock a little bit. Mm. See, I like, there's a couple of Hitchcock films that I really like, but the rest of it, I have no interest in whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I always feel a bit like when people are like, oh, it's bound to be good, it's Spielberg. And I'm like, thinking in my head, nah, it's not really a, a seal of fucking quality for me. But you, you feel like you can't say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, uh, no, I mean, I... I you know, I'm yeah. not. I, I'm not exactly about to bore the Spielberg's an overrated hack train or anything like that. You know, but it, it's. And I know you're not Bex. That's not what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like I'm not saying it's a pile on. But no, I mean he never. He never had the effect on me in in my youth as as he did a lot of people. Mm. And you know, I mean, like when Raiders came out, like what I was a year away from being born or a couple of years. I think Temple of Doom was '84, wasn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the year I was born. So, it, you know, maybe if I was born ten years before, and then Spielberg would have been my man. You know, yeah, that, that that's it. You know, I, I, but then I, again, I, Jurassic Park. You know, sorry, like Jurassic Park. That, that, ah, do you know what? Yeah, that's the thing. Jurassic Park in itself. If Jurassic Park wasn't Jurassic Park, I probably wouldn't be here speaking now. So I'm talking out my ass. Spielberg's fucking brilliant. Bex, you suck. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I'm not saying I don't like any Spielberg movies, but when people no, say it as know. being like, "Oh, it's a Spielberg movie, so it's bound to be great," a lot of Spielberg stuff ah. is over sentimental shine. But a lot yeah, of the time, yeah, yeah. The, the, those same people who think that that that, that all Spielberg is great, ten years ago would have said to you, said to you, "Oh, this will be good. It's got Bruce Willis in it," and you think now you're thinking, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. I think a lot of it is uh, ET with Spielberg on it. Uh, y- yeah. ET is horrifying. It's horrifying. 
childhood ruining shit. I mean, it's awful. All right. That alien's terrifying. Let's move on. Let's move on from, 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 from you hating E.T. for I some reason. You hate E.T. I have no strong feelings towards E.T. Do you whatsoever. not? Is no. it just me? We, we, we literally own E.T. So. Oh gosh, why? Because <laughs> I bought it. Because I wanted to rewatch it. But it was fire. <laughs> we don't, but I'd say, we don't, we don't own E.T. We don't, we don't have an alien upstairs in a cage just going, I wonder why the girl never comes to see me. <laughs> um, we only own Blu-ray. Just, just a little Still side there. note, Elliot off of is in the haunting of Hill House. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. do you know what? Like, he's an actor. <laughs> Little documentary like Bruce Lee the Dragon Story. <laughs> Bruce, Lee story. Bruce Lee the Dragon Story. Did you just say that? Oh, I'm excited with your little reference there. Like somebody who gets that excited about a joke that they're putting out on Twitter that they just spell it all wrong. And then just, yeah. Just, okay. And they go, ah! Oh, yeah. I was very excited about Portrait of a Winslet on Ronin, and no motherfucker retweeted that. Aww. Actually, yeah. you did. You did, to be yeah. fair. But... but to be fair, that literally, it's every time that film gets mentioned, it, my brain has automatically just changed it to Portrait of a Winslet on Ronin, and I chuckle. What's his real name? I don't Ammonite. even know. Ammonite. You don't want to watch a film called Ammonite. I tell oh. you a film you do want to watch: Portrait of a Winslet on Ronan. <laughs> I'd have retweeted it, Ian, but I don't Twitter anymore. Thanks, Bex. I appreciate that. So, moving on. Um, Should we move on to Twelve Years of Money? We should, yes. Um, I, I, my glasses have got really what is it? Could you could you introduce this while I go and clean my glasses? Gosh, no! I'll you, clean your glasses. No, you're gonna go introduce that. I'm not gonna glasses. introduce it. No. What did you call it? Twelve years. Twelve years. Twelve years of Monet. <laughs> right. Can I just raise one thing before we get into this? I found Please it very do. confusing that they have Janelle Monet and Jenna Malone in this movie on a name yeah. level. It's too similar. Yeah, they're like right. the JMs, don't they? They do. Um. Okay. So, Antebellum is a um. Well, I'm going to do air quotes, but you can't see them. So I'm doing air quotes. Horror film uh, written and directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz, um, starring Janelle Monet, Eric Lang, Jenna Malone, Jack Houston, Katie Clements and Gaburi Sidibe. Um, you see, that's it. My glasses were all sponged up. So if I had tried to pronounce half those names, it would come out wrong. And, uh, yeah, follows a modern-day African-American woman who must escape from a 19th-century southern slave plantation. Now, this has what I would say... All spoilers all the time. Oh, all, all spoilers all the time. Um, very misleading trailer that makes out like she's somehow transported back in time or, or some stuff is going on. And it's nothing as kind of unusual as that, but... Uh, we'll yeah, we'll get into that. So, Ian, thoughts on Antebellum? Uh, Antebellum is an interesting piece of work. It's, I think you can tell it's directed by music video directors. Um, in that, there's some really nice uh, cinematography. Uh, it's got good product. 
Sorry? I was just going to say one shot that really kind of um, stood out for me was the bit where the guy is in the burning shed and it kind of pans out to the outside and it's all colourful outside and then the burning shed is like grey and brown and that was quite a good shot. I like that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like the and the slow-mo of Janelle Monet on the horse at the end, I thought was fucking great. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. I love that new NatWest advert. I mean, do you um, mean Lloyd's Bank? Whichever one. Yeah, a Scottish Widows as well. There was a bit of that to it, I thought. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I, no, I, 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 I don't know. I liked that shot. Um, but... It's a bit fucking boring, isn't it? Um, considering the subject matter, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's. Let me reset myself. It's the the concept is interesting, and what the twist is is on the face of it interesting. Unfortunately, you've got a hundred minute film that feels like it's two hours long mm-hmm. because it just luxuriates in the wrong things like the second act which i enjoyed as its own like short film but i mean gabori sidibe like i i actually she makes no sense in this film whatsoever this character but i really enjoyed her i thought she was cracking i would go with her character yeah fucking fucking right fucking right she's a laugh and she's full of life Janelle Monet is not. <laughs> um, I, I just she in in the the sequences at the plantation she barely says anything and all the importance of her character is spoken to her by other characters uh, until she then starts getting some revenge at the end and in the middle I I didn't like her that much. I, she feels cold and yeah. uh, off-putting when her friends seemed really nice and fun. Um, also, the twist. The fil- this film wants to be Get Out so fucking bad it hurts. Um, it, just in terms of like, look at what we're doing, commenting on black and white relationships in the modern world and being creepy about it no you've you've made this film that literally makes no sense whatsoever once the twist is revealed it's how the fuck is this actually happening and if they'd if it, if it wasn't a twist if they actually built like did a straight linear narrative and actually included some how this shit could actually happen. How those people could be on that plantation and just stick with it. It's, I'll stop now. I'm so intrigued to see what you guys thought of it. But yeah, a fucking misfire and the best performance in this film should not be in this film. Becky, Antibellum. I actually really enjoyed Antebellum, just to Fair enough. in the works. Um, I didn't get so much of a uh, trying to be get out 
vibe off it. I think it it could have gone that way if it had been the film that it was portrayed to be in the trailer. Um, I, I think I, I commented to you, didn't I, when the twist was revealed, oh, it's like some of the village shit going on. Yeah. That's the film that this most heavily borrows from for me is um, obviously the Shyamalan movie. Um, And it's really channeling some kind of, I want to be the plantation, I want to be the candy scenes from Django so badly, even down to the, like, sister kind of character. Um, I didn't really get much of a get-out vibe from it. And I'd like the fact that it doesn't have a supernatural element to it, that it is just... well, apart from that little girl in the lift for no fucking reason whatsoever. Sorry. I know yeah. she's not supernatural, but why the fuck is she there other than to make it seem supernatural? Makes no sense in the context of the film whatsoever, that bit. No, it doesn't, actually. I hadn't even kind of twigged about that one. But um, but yeah, as the as the actual plot of the movie goes, there is no kind of weird shit going on. It's just some racist powerful white folk taking what they classify as being uppity black people and try to put them in their place and it's i think it's i think it's really interesting as as that kind of thing you know america is a really big place i don't think it would be terribly surprising if it did come out that something like this were a thing it's also kind of like a fairly short, considering that horse ride was in slow motion, ride away from what looks like a tourist trap. Yeah, it is really yeah, close to that. With the reenactment bit, yeah. But I think... It, they, either they that or made it... Delmano can scream for an awfully long time. I mean, would it surprise you? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think they should have made it more of a kind of ordeal for her getting out than just getting on a horse and legging it. It just made me think, why hasn't somebody else tried that? Well, she did try it. That's why she got branded. The other guy got killed for it. So pe- people have died trying to get out of that place. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It just didn't seem that kind of outlandish to me within the frame of having seen films like for instance the village but the the village they're like they're willing participants and it's been there for years and years and years and years they're not all willing participants but but, yeah they they think that is just they're in a village that's surrounded by monsters that's the whole no yeah no but no all i mean sorry Forgive me, I, I misphrased it. When the people who went there to begin with oh, okay, yeah. went there, no, and then they had kids and whatnot who were convinced, like were, were made to convince that they were there. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I liked it. I found it really quite interesting. Sauce. Sorry about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, like, then, then, please, like please I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, like, it's, it's you know, positivity's more important than it probably fucking ever has been. You know what I mean? It, so, uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm not going to... Sorry. The other thing that I'm anticipating, I, I, I really think it, it's, it's too long, it's messy, and you can tell it directly by video, music video directors, because the opening bit's really interesting. Mm. 
visually. The op is really interesting. The fact that you get a good couple of minutes before anyone says anything and it's sweeping across the plantation. And that's really nice. It's a really nice music video for a Janelle Monáe music video. Monáe. Um, I think it, 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 it suffers from... I don't think she's anywhere near as charismatic as people think she is as a, as, as a, as a performer. And I, I, you say, you know, I, I, I did I did find her quite quite cold mm. um, and a little bit like uh, uh, a little bit like I don't know um, she, she, she <coughs> I don't want to say was unsympathetic because I don't mean unsympathetic because you should be very sympathetic to what happens to her uh, but and she doesn't know. necessarily feel like someone you can get behind in the in the second act. No, she 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 seems a little. I don't bit... know, Ian. She she's got magnificent hair and she can pull off the shit out of a jumpsuit. She can pull off the shit out of a jumpsuit. She has magnificent hair, but she does kind of seem a little bit like a dick. Not that she should be kept on a plantation <laughs> and treated like a slave, kind of bitch. Yeah, Not yeah. that at all, but. If you're going to have that character, at least make you actually, when you see them in that and you go, oh, fucking hell, this is horrible. And you go, all right, what's happening here? Oh, oh this version of is a dick, isn't she? This is the version of her. But this is what... That. Like, I, I feel like she's she's very clearly painted as someone that's tired of dealing with certain types of bullshit. And, and, I, and she I, wants to get home to her family. And I could... Uh, ah! Ah, now you've brought up a bit that bothered me. What, she could have got a flight that night? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> There's the whole bit of, of oh, I just want to get back to my baby and I feel so bad about all this, you know, after I've just literally had somebody come and do yoga with me that I haven't even really said bye to. Yeah, no, that bit bothered me. Uh, and that my friend, and I thought Kabbalah's theory was, was a welcome little burst of energy within this movie. They were dicks in that scene. <laughs> um, yeah, they were. I, I kind of get the feeling that they were supposed to be because it was supposed to juxtaposition mm. between it. But that's messy in the framework of, the, of, of how the movie works. I mean, also, as well, I'm sorry, I have to say with you on this, the, the, the fucking, the, the fact that that guy's a senator, so they will know who he is, all those people there. It, it it just it seems like I don't know whether this could happen. It I don't know. Yeah, it, it felt it felt a little bit. I, I don't think they have that ending at the start. Mm. I think there was a number of endings to choose from, and that's the one they landed on. Mm. Because it was very much like at, at the point of at a certain point early on, I was like, right. So they're basically being kept there at, what is it? it, it it's a village situation. Mm. And it's, that's, it's, it's more interesting, I think, than if it had had a supernatural or a fucking Assassin's Creed style um, supernatural or scientific element to mm. it. It is more interesting. But also as well, you could have taken some of the time that you did d- dropping, like, two minutes worth of music videos peppered all around to kind of create atmosphere you could have actually built a bit of story within that 
other than literally she gets in a taxi. Jack Houston, who I thought was very good in it, by the way. Jack Houston fucking appears out of nowhere and goes, smash her into a window as you, you're watching fucking what's her name and Gabriel Sidibe drive off and you're going, no, can I watch what happens with them? Because that looks like a fun movie. Um, it, it, it's kind of that. The sequel to this should be this. Never a fucking rage of a night. Just <laughs> yeah. fucking try to fucking text her and go, what is it? Like a hangover style movie. And, and as well, they, they, they clearly try a few times to go, should we put the reveal here? Or should we have this here? Because the guy at the bar is clearly Jack Houston. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Which one's Jack Houston? Jack Houston's the... Well, well, it's either that or the entire second act are the directors going, you know something's coming, you know something's coming, you know something's coming, and it just keeps on fucking faking you out. So that bit may well have been Jack Houston. It could have just been some guy who was into Gabory Bay, and then she like chews him out, but also comes on to him in the most entertaining way. But, 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 then, but then, but, but that scene makes no sense being in the movie whatsoever. Though. No, exactly. No, I was going to say, and it's self-indulgent as fuck. But it's like they've basically gone, right, we've got half an hour here to do whatever the fuck we want. Whatever the fuck we want, as long as every five minutes or so, there's something a bit ominous that happens. And then instead of surprising you with the reveal, it's as soon as that fucking car pulls up, it's like, right, okay, then dodgy people in the car. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it would... It would have been fucking interesting if, say, first Jack Houston comes along, cracking onto Gabory Cedar Bay, and then suddenly he just, like, fucking picks up Janelle Monet and then just fucking runs out or something. I don't know. Like, so, something shocking. So, can I ask a question, right? Did, did, did I miss something in this? You know when Janelle... Not Janelle. Uh, um, Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone. <laughs> Very difficult when they're so close. I was saying that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you were them. Uh, right. When she went in and pissed in her toilet and um, fucked around, put hair on her bed and shit like that, right? That went nowhere, did it? No. This is right. Right. So this... that went that, that went no because at that point I was thinking, right, are they setting her up with something? And that that's where this goes. They set her up with something. It's like, no. She just, what? My theory with this film is based on absolutely nothing. My theory of this film is that originally it was linear and it was longer. It was. That first half hour or so was there and it's building up. You don't know what the fuck's happening other than ominous shit. And then you get the first act as the second act, but with more showing how the fuck this is actually happening. And then you get the third act being the third act. So what you reckon is that this film was an extra half an hour longer. And then when they realised they had to cut that out to get a cinematic release, which never ended up happening, they fucked with the narrative and switched it around to try and create a, and in your, sorry, your uh, quotation marks, Rebecca, a horror film that contains no horror whatsoever. No horror. 
Um, This is the thing. It's all of that shit is entirely based on the twist. And the only reason why it's a twist is because the first act and the second act are swapped. So, so this this is a horror film based solely on the fact that it's called itself a horror film. Um, and there's a creepy blonde girl in it. Who, who, who we've already established shouldn't be there. Shouldn't be there at all. That bit with the flowers shouldn't be there. Like, why are they trying to creep her out when they're just going to kidnap her? It, it, it really isn't. It's an odd duck of a movie, this. And also, just to say, I WhatsApped you guys last night with a picture of the film and said, this woman (laughs) is fucking awful because she is uh, Kiersey Clemens, who plays the girl girl who's with her at the start of the film. She's awful. She is a modern woman playing dress up. Yep. And I can't decide whether she was awful or that was incredibly subtle direction to say, play it like a modern woman trapped on a plantation. I absolutely think it's that. Do you know what I I think it is with that? I just think that um, that, um, Kirstie Clemens is actually a really good actress and she plays it really, really well. Yeah, that's and so that's the thing now. At this point, I, yeah, I, I, I think that was played very, very, very well. But watching the film, it really threw me off. I, it really, it made me think something's not fucking right here. But nothing else in that first act necessarily did that. There's that bit where they're all like, you know, what's that noise? And then the plantation people are like, you lot are distracted easily, aren't you? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. It just nothing against Kiersey Clemens. Now, now after that reveal, it's like fucking hell. She did some decent work there. Yeah. Did Janelle Monae's veneers not throw you off? Because Mark was very upset by those. But they made sense by the end of it. Yeah. But I was upset by them at the time. Yeah. The thing is, I thought she was going to be some sort of time traveling. um, What you thought, weren't it? Yeah. Black Warrior, which would have been fucking amazing. There's a, there's, a, there's a right, right. Oh, and also, why is she creeping around on the floorboards? Sorry. Well, why does she do you. that thing with the floorboards? Oh, bullshit! That's not how you do it. For a start off, to do right, what? Everybody who has snuck out of a house before can work out in 15 minutes which floorboards don't creak. It was all because at some point, General has, has gone. Do you know what I can do? I can do this weird thing. And they've gone, oh, we're going to fucking use that. Oh, whichever one. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know what? We saw her doing yoga, didn't we? And then she gets to do that, what is it, to spring out. It's like, I mean, fuck off. Yeah, yeah bollocks. Fuck off. Fuck. Fuck to the fuck off. <laughs> that was, that was just bad filmmaking. Can I ask a question about, um, what's her name? Janelle Monet. right? Is it something that I'm not aware of with her? She's not. Is it that she that, that she's a big star to a small amount of people? Probably, yeah. And that they now think that she's a big star to everybody, when in reality, 
the majority of people don't know who she is. And that's not a criticism of her, but it does seem a little bit like she's getting an awful lot of exposure for not a lot of end. But she's not an untalented woman. I'm not saying she's not untalented, but she seems to be everywhere. But it, nothing seems to be landing. Well, that's the problem with Rosie. But did it? But does anyone talk about it? Did it? Did it? Did it have an impression on anything? Or did people just a few people listen to it? it that's I, what I'm saying. Is is they, they've tried to sell an entire movie that they were going to put out in cinemas, off off her being in it. Hmm. It didn't work. They then put it out on premium VOD that literally people filmed Twitter who would lap this shit up didn't even notice it was out. And, and, and to be fair, the reviews that there were, people were like, this is a bad film. Yeah. It, uh, it, which think, is interesting. I don't think it's as bad as people are trying to make out. No, it's it is. not. No, right. It's not. Um, I think maybe because it's music video directors that have made it, and she is quite a big deal musically. Like I think mainstream film-wise, there's only really hidden figures that you could point to. And she's great in hidden and figures. She's really good in that. I, um, musically, I, 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 you, you really like it. You like quite it. a bit, and I, I not a fan. Um, hidden but, hidden figures is definitely one of those films I will show Lottie within the next couple of years, and she will be inspired figures. by it. And, like, and, yeah. And she's fantastic in it. She is an absolute... She's very charismatic in it. She's good in Welcome to Marwin as well, to be fair. Uh, I, mean, I, know you, oh, is, I can't is, wait to be welcomed to Marwin. I'm, I'm, welcome, I'm waiting Marwin, for the perfect Becky? time. You, you've seen it, though, haven't you? No, I have not been welcomed to Marwin. At what? Okay. Can we review Welcome to Marwin next week so I can watch Welcome to Marwin and be welcomed? I mean, you can watch it anytime you want, to be fair, Ian. I want to talk about it though. Okay, I'll I'll rewatch it and I'll force Mark to watch it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Antibellum then. Where are we? What are you, Bex? It's definitely not shit for me. I really enjoyed it. Ian, where are you? Touching cloth. Do you know what? I thought I was going to be the moderate in this. Um, I, I I'm, I'm sorry. I think it's a bit shit. <laughs> I'd love to be. Able, I, I, I can't say it's definitely not shit because I do think it's a bit shit. I'd love to be able to say touching cloth, but the more I've talked about it. None of the good bits have popped out apart from Gabori Sidibe and her. Literally, Gabori Sidibe makes me say touching cloth. And I, I, I'm fine with that, which didn't quite say it for me. But that woman should be in more fucking films. Fucking right, she should. Because she's and not just comedy stuff. The only thing I've ever seen her in where I went, that was shit, was the film that everybody knows her for. Mm. See, I've not seen that. It's, it, it's, it, 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 I think it's a bit shit, to be honest. But whenever I've seen her in comedy things <laughs> and things like that, she's always, or dramas and things like that, she's always really quite charming, but good. Yeah, she's great in that. She's the oh, dog. She is good in that. She, um, she's Woody Harrelson's um, oh, dog walker. Oh, yeah, of course she is, yeah. Um, the only things that I've seen her in, well, that, obviously, that's a bit part of. But she's great in American Horror Story. I know it's TV and oh my god, TV. Yeah, TV but she's shit. very good in American Horror Story. Stop talking about TV, Becky. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, our, our audience <laughs> for um, Antebellum uh, was. I let you talk about games, Ian. 
You talk about games too. You talk about games. Right. Um, what she says, I let you two talk about games. <laughs> uh, definitely not shit, 17%. We let you talk about football. Um, not for nothing. Um, because I know I can't shut up that. Touching <laughs> cloth, 17%. Shit, 50%. Aww. And Geostorm, 16%. I was close to going Geostorm, but it never quite got batshit enough to go Geostorm. Yeah, if it was also, all batshit, well, Geostorm would have been tempting. Yeah. Last bit I will say on it, sorry, doesn't stick the landing. Her big... Ah, in slow-mo carrying the axe on the horse I was just going you look fucking silly you you don't have the anger when I look at that I'm going show me your war face and I'm going it's not it's a kitten screaming at a window the problem I always find with Janelle Monet actually like on a, on a <laughs> level is her mouth like the interior of her mouth seems too big for her mouth i.e. the exterior of her mouth like she seems to be able to open her mouth wide enough like normal people can. Like there's too much mouth. The exterior mouth. of her mouth is not big enough for the exterior of her mouth. It's too big for the exterior of her mouth. Like her mouth hole is too right. small for her mouth. I feel I, I feel right now <laughs> like like literally you are a quality controller in a sex doll factory. <laughs> and you are trying to explain <laughs> yeah. what's going on. And literally I'm here going. I can't, can't continue having this conversation because no. it's all wrong what's no, going on in my brain right now. So no, do you know what this is? Really to like scream. It's like there's not enough. Literally, sex dolls all I have in my brain right now. No, do you know what this is, right? This is Becky's version of my I don't see how folding a piece of paper 42 times makes it as tall as the moon. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it depends on the thickness of the paper, but that pans out here. No, but that's the thing. For me, there's no way that pans out, and this is a simulation. For you, I bet that's a thing that no one else agrees with you on, but you're like, why can't anyone else see it? It's not really anything I've discussed with someone before, because it's just like, it's common sense. But I, I, no, I, I bet of all the things that Janelle Monet might hear that she doesn't like, I bet the one thing that sticks with her is that fucking bitch who said that thing about my sex doll mouth. But Mark, Mark, do you agree with what Becky's saying? I honestly, um, I, I I got really confused about halfway through. <laughs> exactly. So so did I. So this is the thing. Becky is like, this is common sense. This makes perfect sense. Why doesn't anyone else see that? Me? Why? Why? How does folding a piece of paper forty-two times make it make it, it as tall? as getting to the moon that doesn't make sense in my head either so so this is the thing this is the little simulation bug that we both need to have patched out becky is janelle Monet's mouth size compared to no teeth size compared to mouth me it's paper did uh, did donna reset overnight or did she still disagree with you this morning no, no, she didn't. And apparently, it's like there was another one. I I went down a hole. Right? So, um, was so this just on YouTube? Catch- Please say it wasn't on YouTube because you're gonna start talking to me about right wing shit because that's all roads lead to you joining no. a fucking right wing. If faction. you fold a paper in half 103 times, it will get as thick as the universe. Yeah. I send you that. <laughs> oh, and then I sent that on to Donna. <laughs> 
Did, 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 he, did you say that on the dollar? Yeah. <laughs> We're in caps locks. I hate this. <laughs> well, if, if you if you if you're doubling it every time, obviously it's gonna like grow. And the more you fold, well, the more it's a it's a piece of paper. <laughs> how 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 could just folding a piece of paper a hundred and three times make it thicker than the universe? It doesn't make sense, Bex. Exponential growth. Can I ask you a question, Ian? You have to be honest. Yeah. You try folding any paper today? No, I haven't. Have you not? Now, though. No, I haven't, but I'm going to now. <laughs> right. Get ready for me to be consumed. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard the whole you can't manually fold paper more than eight, more times. Than eight times, I was like, yeah, oh, it, you it, fucking it, can. It's virtually impossible. Yeah. It is possible. It's virtually impossible. Um, you like the 1980s, don't you? Of course you do, we all do. But have you ever wondered why that decade was the way it was? Have you ever wished there was somewhere you could go to get past the usual day-glow sentimentality? To try and understand 1980s pop culture in a more social, political and historical context? Because if so, it sounds to me like you're ready to go beyond the aesthetics, beyond the nostalgia. Welcome to Beyond the Neon. Beyond the Neon is the podcast that dares to pull over the Testarossa, eject the Wham cassette, and take off the Wayfarers. If you're looking for retro reviews of Back to the Future, The Goonies, or John Hughes movies, you, you will not, not find, find that, that here. here. If you're looking for top 10 lists of A-Team episodes, Nintendo games, or Stranger Things references, you, you will, will not, not find, find that, that here. here. If you're looking for long, boring introductions, Squarespace ads, or Patreon begging, you, you will, will not, not find, find that, that here. here. Because Beyond the Neon, we do things a little differently. In each documentary-style episode, I look at one area of 1980s popular culture and break it right down. And each episode features academic insight, guest contributions and interviews, as well as clips plumbed from the depths of the 1980s cultural void. Well, YouTube, mainly YouTube. To help illustrate the wonderful, perplexing, terrifying, joyous and utterly thrilling world of 1980s pop culture. Beyond the Neon might not be as regular as other 1980s podcasts, but that's because Beyond the Neon isn't like other 1980s podcasts. Subscribe to the show today and check out all past episodes by visiting beyondtheneon.co.uk are you a craft beer junkie do you eagerly anticipate the freshest ipa release from your local craft brewer do you check in every beer you've ever had on untapped do you know the difference between a belgian triple and a berliner weisse then do we have a podcast for you. What's on Tap podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind the scenes, access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's on Tap podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Becky, did you see that Ian managed to fool me and Noel into thinking a fake movie existed today? Did you see something on Twitter earlier, yeah. <laughs> what was that about? So, Ian, what movie did you convince me and Noel existed? I convinced them that a Norwegian... No, a documentary is playing LFF about a Norwegian death metal band called Suck My Dick. And both me and Noel went... went do you know what? I'm up for that. I'll watch that. And the <laughs> went, um, 
I've made it up. It's not real. <laughs> Four. How many folds you up to him? Five. On this week's Film Bastards, Becky gets confused by Janelle Monet's face and I'm Ian folds a piece of paper. You're confused by her face. Seven. Right, so I'm at seven, right? Okay. I'm going to turn my camera on for a second. Because seven is, it's between seven and eight is like the, is the tipping point, apparently. Yeah, so I agree, right? Look at this, right? This is folded seven times. It's great for, great oh, for listeners, this. There we go, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, okay, so yeah, all right, fair enough. I get that I can't fold it again, but this is seven times. You're telling me. If I fold, if I was, if I had the like the energy to fold this thirty-five more times, yep. it would it, like it would be as tall as the moon. Well, look at how thick that is compared to the piece of paper that you started folding. Can I, 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 I can explain this. I can explain this. Go on. Right, you've got a paving slab here. Right. Yeah. And then you put another paving slab on top of that paving slab. Okay. Right? So then you have two paving slabs. But when yeah. you put that, the paving slab on top of that paving slab, right, it becomes one paving slab, let's say. Yeah. You then want to put another paving slab on top of that, but the paving slab is the same thickness as the paving slab you've got. So every time you do that, it, it doubles in size. So by the time you get to... 10 paving slabs, one paving slab is the same size as 10 paving slabs. So that is exponential growth. No, I understand that. And thank you for using paving slabs instead of paper and then literally saying the exact same thing that everyone else has been saying, Mark. I really appreciate it. I used COVID. Mine was a bit different. Don't fucking scare him! (laughs) I did think that after I sent it, to be fair. Don't fucking terrify him! (laughs) No, but that's... I get it. I get it with COVID. No, I'll be honest with you. COVID is less scary than the concept of folding a piece of paper 102 <laughs> times and it being thicker than the universe. Right, I just, I get it, right? Yes, this here is way fucking thicker than that first bit was. I get it. Absolutely 100% get that. But you're not fucking telling me that I'd fold this 35 more times and it will be as tall as the moon. You're not telling me. You are not telling me that. No. I'm not telling you that. The the yeah. theoretical concept of exponential growth is telling you that. And I disagree. <laughs> I love how this podcast has developed over the past lockdown literally into various existential crises. I mean, to be fair, they're all you. They are all mine. <laughs> You're right. They are. Um. It's all about. That was mine. That was my Your breakdown moment. Yeah. yeah. My my but, next one will be if my holiday is cancelled and then I'm just gonna go on a fucking riot. I don't know what riot. mine will be. 
It'll be something, man. It'll be fucking Christmas Chronicles getting pushed back to next year or something. No, that, that, like that. that's that, that, that's that's going to have to come out. But what I'm saying is that would be the level of thing that would tip you. Some, some could you imagine Christmas movie could, getting pushed back? Could you imagine if net if if the pandemic got so bad that Netflix were like, yeah, you can watch this at home, but we just can't bring ourselves to release it. <laughs> Yeah, Christmas is cancelled. We're just not Everyone, feeling Christmas then. Everyone's yeah, yeah. dying. We don't want joy. <laughs> Santa Claus isn't delivering shit this Christmas, kids. We can't lie to you. We're yeah. fucking off all the Christmas films. Here on Netflix, kids, our beginner's <laughs> guide to Ingmar Bergman. Yeah. What, are you, what are you getting for Christmas this year, kids? Grandma's dead. <laughs> I mean, Krampus fits in quite well with that. The grandma does die. The grandma does die. It's, Ian, what have you been watching this week? It's going to be Christmas Day. It's going to be the Queen's Christmas message and then the seventh seal on BBC One. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'd probably watch that double bill. Yeah. Ah, I will watch the Christmas Queen's The Crypt Keeper followed by the seventh seal. It's going to be the seventh seal on that and BBC Two are going to go a little bit edgier and have Enter the Void. <laughs> the fucking yeah. Venice yeah. Film yeah. Festival cut. <laughs> I don't know, I'm watching that again. We've got the Venice Film Festival cut, haven't we? I know we have, yeah. Yeah. We had to buy a French Blu-ray for it, I believe. I think it is German. The German, the German Blu-ray. German? What the fuck was that? It was it was my French lady saying German, sorry. <laughs> Ian, what are you watching this week? Oh, my God. Just just to interject for one second. So I enjoy doing accents. <laughs> like, shit accents, but I enjoy doing it. We had a, a French customer at work. And it's got to the point like I've been dealing... about to be <laughs> xenophobic. No, no, I'm not old because the French accent is a beautiful accent. Yes, I know. I'm aware of that. Um, but um, so I won't say her name, obviously, but I, I, I was dealing with her for quite a long time. And then there was a bit of uh, then there was lockdown and she was trapped in France and couldn't get back for a fitting. So we had to reschedule it a few times. But I spoke to her a lot to, to the point where I got her accent down pat. It was really, really good. But that, that, that's it, because I can't do it without saying a name. I'll do it later when we're not recording. There we go. <laughs> but it's really good. It's a really good French accent. Cool. Ian, what have you been watching? <coughs> I've, been, I've been playing a lot of uh, Fortnite with Lottie, and somehow we keep winning. Um, <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like literally she started playing it like last weekend and we've had like five victories what time of day are you playing it sorry what time of day are you playing it are you playing it during like the school day when when the teenagers that normally play it at school oh it's or... not teenagers that play it Becky oh is it not Juan plays it yeah Juan plays it Juan yeah from this um... last week oh okay no, we were playing it during the day, uh, the weekend last week, but then uh, in the week it's been between what, like, about half six and eight. Oh, fair play then, well done. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, it's good. She's uh, she's good at building defenses. I'm good at shooting. Um, but she ah, <laughs> uh, she got so fucked off with me the other day though, because um, like, so this storm circle thing closes in and whatnot, and um, I kind of left her to die. Um, oh, you prick. Yeah, and then I won the game, and she was fuming. So wait a minute, you left her die so you could win? No, well... Uh, I'm so proud of you right now. I didn't quite realise that she was as far behind as she was, and she was like... 
Daddy, I'm stuck. I can't climb the mountain. And I just said, I'm so sorry, Lots. I didn't know that you were that far behind me and the, the storm's coming in now. And she was like, can you help me, Daddy? I was like, well, I'm up here now. <laughs> um, and, then, and then she was like, can you help me? It was like, look, Lots, by the time I come back to help you, we'd both be dead. Oh my god, you have to stream it. You have to stream you and Lottie playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, I'd watch the shit out of I would watch that. She I, I, was... Fuming? <laughs> she was so angry. I mean, I'd she be was... angry. She just left me to die in a game as well. No, but the thing is, it's like, the thing is, though, she's like, she's fucking determined to be in the top ten every time. Which is horrendous because when that doesn't happen, oh my god! Um, but it was like there was like fifteen people left, so in my head it was just like I just need to be in the top ten so she doesn't have a go at me. But then she had a go at me because I left her to die, and uh, yeah, and then I was like, I'm really, really sorry, lots, but I, I'm I'm gonna win for us. I'm gonna win for us. And she just looked at me and she said, "You're gonna win for you." <laughs> <laughs> did you look at her and go fuck you loser I, no I didn't <laughs> I, but yeah um, but I mean it's fucking Fortnite you know what I mean but then it's like I say that it's like so she shouldn't be that bothered about it but neither should I I should probably just go back and help her yeah. I mean, but yeah. then we'd both we, you know so yeah anyway I'm an awful father but She's got a shitload of victory royales. Her battle pass is leveled the fuck up, basically, because I do all the killing. Um, so you know not going to feel that. She won't remember any of that. Do you know what she'll remember? Me leaving her to die. Exactly. Yeah, fucking right. I literally, it's probably something I'm going to I'm going to talk about in a fucking wet, like my father of the bride speech. <laughs> you should do. Anyway, oh god. Um, Fortnite's fun. I don't know. Like with the kid, I wouldn't play it by myself, but it, it, it's quite a laugh with her, to be fair. Anyway, um, so I've been doing a lot of that. What else have I watched? Rewatch School of Rock. All right, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, so um, Donna and I were just looking for something to watch that was suitable for Lottie being in the room, and we, we, we stuck it on. Yeah, I, I, I like School of Rock. It, it, it holds up. It's. Um, it's relatively timeless, to be fair. I mean, I think it was 2003, so it's getting on for 20 years old. But the music's classic rock enough. Like, there's nothing really, ne- not nothing much contemporary other than like the the like the Battle of the Band songs that they're they're playing, which kind of makes sense. But the rest of it's like classic rock kind of stuff. So it it it, it suits there. You know the uh, the kind of like the uniform getup that they have at the end is is quite ACDC, um, and yeah it it's funny it's sweet. Jack Black's obviously having a laugh with the kids and the kids are vibing off him pretty hard. So yeah I I I, I really like School of Rock and I think it holds up. The only thing that bugs me about it is the fact that it's called School of Rock but the title card says The School of Rock. <laughs> Make your mind up. Make your mind up. Um, only one other thing, actually, this week, as uh, far as I can remember. So 
you know, Sunday night, I'm thinking, shit, I've got to watch The Devil all the time and I've got to watch Antebellum before Wednesday. I'll be fine tomorrow. I'll 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 be able to watch Devil all the time and Antebellum, no problem. I'm going to watch Charlie's Angels. Not the new one, the McG one. <laughs> this film we is fucking... Sorry? Me and Bex watched it earlier on this year. I think it was earlier on this year. It was during lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it was earlier on this year, about two and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember you two talking about it at all, which kind of like it gives gives uh, uh, place to that, I suppose. Um, I like it. And the thing is, I remember fucking despising Charlie's Angels Fall for Also, I'm going to watch that before we Nate's record. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime as well. So um, it's fun. Bill Murray has got a lot to do in it. And I love the fact that his whole energy is I'd really rather be somewhere else. Um, you know, I will have fun while I'm here, but I'm not that bothered about it. And what am I? I'm in a sumo suit. I'm in a fight with Tim Curry now, am I? All right, then. Fine. That's cool. Um, you know, the bit where he's come on to by the, the, the woman, he's just like, not really feeling this at all. It's good shit. Crispin Glover, fucking fascinating, smokes the shit out of cigarettes and then has fights to smack my bitch up. Um, <laughs> the Kung Fu-y Matrix knockoff sequences are insanely year 2000 and I love them. Um, Sam Rockwell dances. Um, I love the fact that he's just this mild-mannered geeky guy and then suddenly becomes Captain Big Dick Energy. <laughs> yeah, it is the most Sam Rockwell of Sam Rockwell in this, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, it, it's it literally brilliant. is like like McGee went, hang on a minute, you dance a lot, don't you? Yeah, right, let's just do that. <laughs> And he, and he does it several times during the film. It it, it it's great. Um, yeah, I think it's fun. Entirely throwaway. Very 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 silly. And yeah. do you know what? I think I'm I'm hoping I have a l- less of a stick up my ass about Full Throttle. I don't remember it at all. I just remember fucking hating it. What, what I'll say is when we watched Charlie's Angels, we were very much after it. We're like, do you know what? That is an awful lot of fun. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. No. You're not nodding yet. She's the thing podcast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just um, sorry. I, I, Instagram, his film, her movies latest post has just come up, and they're doing like the wibbly wobbly timey wimey episode, and one of them is clearly thirteen going on thirty. Can I just ask, has Jordan picked fucking primer for his? Yeah. Because of course. Of course, yeah. Not no Jordan, mate. Eh? <laughs> Oh, we are a pod syndicate podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is another fantastic podcast, such as his film, Her Movie, uh, where Jordan <laughs> will be Jordan. 13 going on 30, <laughs> and Jordan will be Jordan. Um, Chris Rogers put that uh What's on Tap, Edit of Atlanta film, various other bits. Charlie's Angels is a lot of fun here. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Cool. Um, it, do you know what? Great cast as well. Like, I think the actual 
the angels themselves. It, it, it makes sense for that time. Yeah. Their chemistry is, is is great as well. Like you've got obviously the Lubot in there who who always feels a bit out of place in any ensemble cast because she is a robot. But like Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore together are really good. So is that your last one, Ian? It is indeed. What are you watching this week, Becky? I haven't watched anything on my own. We've only watched one film. Uh, well, well, no, we, we, we haven't watched a couple, but they've been for playing it for. <coughs> yeah, so we so can't talk about them. We can't talk about them. Can I talk about them if you close your ears? No, you can talk, you can talk about Stretch if you want, yeah? I'll only briefly talk about it, because obviously you'll be talking about it at length. I've not seen Stretch before. That's a, Oh, wow. I haven't. No, I honestly haven't. Because I have changed my mind about the orders of the Chris's. <gasps> and I think you might be right. Are you, are, are you just, pining for it? Just on a pure range point of view, I think Pine takes it. I will say um, that, and I, I, I will happily say it again on playing it forward. Um, Chris Pine is doing some shit in stretch that, honestly, it, it, it is up there as one of my favourite performances of all time. And I implore everybody <laughs> to continue to. When you're watching it, if you do watch Stretch, don't fucking let Netflix kick you out of the movie. Go back into that go back into that little fucking window that takes you back into the movie and go along to the outtake bit where for some reason Chris Pine has decided that his character really wants (laughs) Patrick Wilson to bring in Wilfred Brimley's mustache. I'm fucking watching Stretch after we finish tonight. I um I have DM'd Andrew saying, I'm ever so sorry, I fucked up about playing it forward. Can we delay recording till the weekend? I'm watching Stretch tonight. I can't uh, wait. It is it is a fucking treat and a half, that movie. I'm sorry, I think when you take the charisma of Chris Pine, plus the range that he has, this is this is the guy that was in this, clearly does like a, a dressing up ensemble in Wonder Woman, is James Tiberius Kirk and is in Hell or High Water. Like that's some fucking range right there. And those blue eyes. I think he has to take the best Chris Mantle. The thing I've always said about Chris Pine is he is a pure character actor mm. trapped in star in, inside a movie star's body. And what a beautiful body. And he is. And those eyes are ridiculous. And also, uh, an, so a, an off thing with Chris Pine that is outside of the acting thing and things like that. Have you seen what he does with his his get up he buys random like mad shit clothes that he sees and then just 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 to wear it just to go to the fucking shop and things like that because he enjoys the fact that photographers will take pictures of him wearing like a fucking weird ensemble (laughs) to go to the fucking shops and then it'll appear in some kind of gossip thing going oh chris pine wearing this and he's thinking i just bought it just to fuck with people and it's yeah, but he's fantastic stretch. And I will talk about it more on playing it forward. So if you want to listen to playing it forward, uh, <laughs> we have a syndicate podcast. Um, but yeah, so that's stretch. So what else have we watched, Becky? Dracula. We watched Bram Stoker's Dracula. Because why? Mm. It's fucking. I fucking treat eyes. I always forget how batshit mental this fucking film is. It properly is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, no, no, no. Hold, 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 hold. I have been itching to rewatch this for the longest time. Yeah. 
can we just are you guys all right if i if i watch it over the next week and then we talk about it next week absolutely we'll do we will do a feature review of, of Bram Stoker's dracula brilliant there's a lot to unpack yeah i've had it on 4k for the longest time i'd really like to give it a go it's on netflix oh i've got it 4k on itunes like oh, uh, yeah, fuck, all yeah, over it mate. watch it yeah let, let's 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 definitely do that because I, I i could quite easily even watch this again before we do that i mean that means we have nothing to talk about no we do because we have um dragon the bruce lee story to talk about <laughs> um a movie which i actually sent ian things in a message about this movie he's talking about it saying ian did you know there was a computer game <laughs> i had the computer game for this movie yeah that uh, computer was- game's fucking fascinating like the way it seems to actually hold with the story of the film and then suddenly yep. it's him fighting two women it's like that didn't happen <laughs> i think the whole ethos of the world of Dragon the Bruce Lee story could be summed up by, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> so this is the thing about the Dragon the Bruce Lee story. It should be called Dragon A Bruce Lee story. Yes. It is, um, uh, it's a Rob Cohen movie, can I just point out. I think it's actually, it's his third movie. Um, yeah, so it's from the guy who did The Fast and the Furious. Uh, Rob Cohen, who I think a little bit is kind of a, a, a film bastard hero in a little few ways, because you've got um, Dragon the Bruce Lee story, Daylight, uh, The Fast and Furious, Triple X, Breaking Alex Breaking news. Well, Ryan Reynolds is in talks to buy a share of Wrexham Football Club. That does not surprise me. Apparently him and Rob McKelleny from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia are looking to in uh to uh, yeah uh what the fuck? Apparently they might be buying Wrexham. But did you, did you see a, a thing today that came out uh, about Burger King? The FIFA thing. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Did you see this, Becky? No. Mild tangent, and we'll get to dragging the Bruce Lee I'm story I'm ever in a so second. sorry, but wow. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, so Burger King decided to sponsor Stevenage, who were bottom of the football league when they sponsored them, so they're a shirt sponsor. The sheer idea of what they did was they realised that if we sponsor them, they're on their shirt, they're on FIFA. So what they did was if you uploaded to a social media page a goal featuring you playing as Stevenage, yeah. right, you got you basically got entered into prize draws to win Burger King vouchers and various other things. They managed to make Stevenage the most used team <laughs> on FIFA via <laughs> this. Also, Steve had one of the biggest shirt sales of any club outside the top two divisions in England. That's crazy. Yep. Well done. Well done. Yeah, he was just saying Ryan Reynolds is apparently in talks to buy a share in Wrexham Football Club. Okay. 
How do you want to rhyme Reynolds from Dragon the Bruce Lee story? Breaking news. Uh, We're breaking news show. Yeah. For 11 days time. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com. It's only going to be two days old breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce Lee the Dragon Story is directed by Rob Cohen. Not Bruce Lee the Dragon Story. It might as well be. It's wrong with it. Go on. Come on. Uh, stars Jason Scott Lee. No relation. Um... Lauren uh, Holly and Nancy Kwan, Robert Wagner and a bunch of other people um, show up. So what is it the story of? Well, funny enough, it's the Bruce Lee story um, of how he became Bruce Lee and his life and times and his 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 demons. Literal, Literal demons. demons. Ian, first watch for you, wasn't it? Indeed, yeah. I was on Netflix on Friday night. It was just like. Can I ask you a question then? What did you? What? What? What prompted you to first watch <laughs> a twenty-seven-year-old biopic? It was on Netflix. I do thought, fuck it, why not? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I have a long-standing love for this movie. I had it on VHS, um, and I, I even snuck into the cinema to see this movie. <laughs> How'd you go? <laughs> on my own. Wow. Um, yeah, so I yeah, so I've had a long-standing love affair with this film, and I still love it to this day. <laughs> Ian, what did you think? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's very 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 fucking silly. Yeah. Um, and if you actually want to learn anything about Bruce Lee's life, I don't know. There's probably a scene every twenty minutes or so that's true. <laughs> um, I mean, I would say that's pushing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, quite. Um. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, it was entertaining. Like I was reading on Wikipedia about it after because I was just a bit like, what the fuck? Um, and Rob Cohen was saying that, you know, he wanted to dramatise, you know, like Bruce Lee's life and make like the encounters that happened <laughs> seem larger than life, you know. But I mean, it did get the bit where he's filming Game of Death and then the people come to have a fight with him and he fucking punches that ice block. I don't know. It was a bit... I I, I, I just... I was just watching it just kind of laughing. And... I, it's interesting. And I, I said this to you already, Mark, but with people complaining about his portrayal in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... This film's portrayal of him, which is an authorised portrayal by his family, is not a million miles away from it. Nope. You know, he is cocky. Yeah. Um, you know, he does want to prove himself. Um, and it, it it's just not a million miles away from him in that scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, the, um, difference that you have to take into account there though Ian they were making money off this one the, the well the amusing thing right. is the amusing thing is of people that knew that knew Bruce Lee like actually properly knew him mm. around and around these times knew him that aren't the Lee family a lot of them say the only criticism we have we, you know, it's cool that they've, they've very much dramatised a lot of this the only criticism we have of the portrayal of Bruce Lee himself is he's nowhere near cocky enough (laughs) in this movie for what he was in real life like the the you know the challenge thing that he had with the martial arts community 
uh, at the time in Los Angeles, it, it that happened. Yeah. Not quite the way that they show it in here, but <laughs> the fight wasn't over him teaching ways to Westerners. It was the fact they just thought he was a bit of a prick. <laughs> what well, I mean? Oh, sorry, guys. Two Night, night, monkey. Love you. I'll see you in the morning, right? Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, th- 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 this is the thing. It's, I mean, that that bit where he's fighting to basically for the right to be able to teach wouldn't have looked out a place in fucking Mortal Kombat. Nope. You know, like the setting and whatnot. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, but it's charming. Jason Scott Lee's good. Um, you know, I'm glad that Lauren Holly lit literally isn't just like a cum bucket for him you know there's uh, more to her than that and um sorry that's a horrendous term but it, it was just like just I, I, you know there are moments where she's kind of like like holding her ground and whatnot oh, yeah. but there, there's also like she base at some points in the film she basically is the baby mama there's a great moment where, where when he's in traction, she literally fucking turns it off while he's upside down and chews him out. It's actually a really good scene. Yeah, I, but she becomes a bit more of just like the nagging wife towards the end, which I, I thought was kind of disappointing. Sorry, Bex. No, I was just saying it was based on a book that she wrote, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was, um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was good Friday night stuff. Very, very, very silly. Um, and you know, the end weirdly anticlimactic, where it's just like he fell into a mysterious coma and died. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about his life or whatever it was. And it was like. I don't know, man. I, I, I wouldn't mind finding out a little bit about how he fell into a mysterious coma, but you do you, I suppose. <laughs> the, the, the weird thing is, they ref, the, 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 the scene, there's a scene that references <laughs> essentially his last moments. What are you asked for the party? What are you asked for the aspirin, which is what actually happened. Mm. He was in a meeting, he was doing some work, and he, he had a headache, asked for aspirin, and then a few hours later, fell into a coma. Yeah. But they put it in the middle of the film. In the middle, it's it, not in the middle of the film, but they put it with other stuff happening after it. Mm. it, it it's such an oddity. And the obsession with demons is weird. What do you think, Lex, though? You have seen it before, haven't you? Yes, I have. And to be fair, I think it was one of the first films you showed me. Um, Probably. When we when we started seeing each other was that was the lee bit in that no stressed on purpose no it wasn't but i'm just i'm just that much for professional it just happened just happened yeah um so I, I think we've watched it a couple of times but not like huge amounts and it always kind of i think probably because of obviously you showing showing me as part of my cinematic teaching um has always kind of like held a bit of a kind of place for me. I I really like Dragon the Bruce Lee story. I think it's really good. Obviously, there's massively dramatized elements, but it's quite it's interesting enough to make you then go right. Well, clearly that wasn't what actually happened, so I want to find out what did happen. Um, I think as well, like I I don't know that I've seen 
and you tell me that I have seen some Bruce Lee movies, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I couldn't name them. Um, and for me, the kind of touchstone would be Brandon Lee, um, given that The Crow is an awful lot higher up in my um, um, estimations than any Bruce Lee films, I can't remember any of them. Um, and just kind of seeing like that bit of it as well, he's kind of like, he, he lost his dad at such a young age and then for for him to die at such a young age it's like maybe maybe the demons are real um but obviously like it, it's a film that's taken um metaphorical demons that people are haunted by and turned them into physical demons so like that's it, it's kind of an interesting way to go about it um but yeah it, it you have to kind of take it in the tone with with the tone that it's intended you can't take it too seriously otherwise it's just going to make the whole film look daft but if you can kind of suspend disbelief a little bit it's it's a it's a really good watch i think i said to you it, 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 it always very much is the right let's tell the fucking legend of bruce lee rather than yeah. the story of of, of of bruce lee and i kind of i i dig the fact that it, it just goes that way out it, it, it it's it's very much a fantasy film that takes Bruce Lee as an idea yeah. rather than as an actual character. Um, but it, it, it's so weird in the sense that they focus on really odd things. So they don't get that he's they get that he's confident, uh, but they don't get that he's they don't put across that he's brash and cocky. Mm. But then they do put across that he's a bit of a horny dog. Uh, they do try and get that across. Bruce Lee Fox. Bruce Lee Fox, yeah. yeah. Um, they get that across, but it's also like right in the first scene that he's in as a as an adult. Yeah, he literally he, 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 he fights, takes the girl home, he, he, he says that girl fucks her, and then goes off. And then first thing he does when he gets to America, gets a job, bangs a waitress, goes to college, bangs a college girl. Yeah, yeah. you know it, it's a Bruce Lee Fox, um, but. It, it's it's an awful lot of fun mm. time spending with it, um, and I remember I when I so when I first watched this, I've been like like ten eleven years old, um, and at the same time I got um, a couple of Brandon Lee uh, early Brandon Lee movies, mm. and um, I also got a um, a documentary uh, around the same time. It was about um, Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee, um, and I think it, I think it's actually called something like "Marked for Death." <laughs> it was a documentary about their lives, um, and it was <laughs> it was fucking it was a bit mental. Um, that Sorry, I've just like, I've just seen the thing that Mike just sent on the WhatsApp. Sorry, you I might want to take a look it. at that. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, it was it was so odd watching that and then sort of watching it um dramatized of this because it was just like oh so these are completely not the right thing then <laughs> yeah what was it called yeah i can't find what it was called but yeah it was it was such an oddity but yeah it's it's still a film that i hold a lot of affection for um just for the sheer just outright ridiculousness of it all i think that you can kind of celebrate it for that Yeah. I do think a, a sign of a successful kind of biopic type movie is 
if it makes you want to kind of explore the actual reality and the person who it's biopicking's work and I think this does that yeah I think it absolutely does it it it, it makes you want to look at it and go right I need to know which bits are this no sorry it was called death by misadventure the mysterious life of Bruce Lee <laughs> yeah it's a documentary it was it was a bit mental to be honest it, it'll be on YouTube. Go and see it. <laughs> of course. Uh, so what do you think then? Because I'm definitely not shit on this definitely movie. Definitely not shit, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not shit. It's a good It's a good time. Good, good. Uh, let me just find that audience poll. I did actually put an audience poll up for this one as well. Uh, audience poll. Definitely not shit. 64%. Nice. Touching cloth. 18%. Shit. 0%. And Geostorm, 18%. Yeah, I could see a shout for Geostorm. I could see a shout for Geostorm <laughs> on, on that. Um... <laughs> yeah, I'm just seeing the what is it. Fucking <laughs> oh, uh, hell. Um, terrible for podcast listeners, that. <laughs> um, right, oh, questions. Yeah, cool. I'm hosting. I need that. I'll go professional. Try hosting one week, bitch. Uh, John Dangerfield, uh, films you're excited for at LFF, given that many are available online? Well, I mean, it, it's... There's not a lot that aren't available online. What is it? I've, Ammonite, Soul, I think American Utopia and Nomadland are the only ones that aren't actually going to be available online in some sort of capacity i, I think um, uh, um isn't nomadland is but it's a limited screening um uh, for the press screening but not for the public yeah the the online limited screening <laughs> yeah so i mean in, in terms of like films that people like folks without uh, press credentials. I'm trying not to sound fucking smarmy. Um, th- uh, things that people who don't live in London, who don't have press credentials, would be able to see that we're looking forward to. Um, another round, the new Thomas Vinterberg film starring Mads Mikkelsen as a guy who tries to live his entire life with a 0.5% blood alcohol level, so he's constantly buzzed. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. Um, which sounds fucking amazing. I'm sure there'll be some like downer points to it, but I'm quite looking forward to Mads Mikkelsen living his best best life, being perma slightly toasted. Especially Mads Mikkelsen, who is literally the face of Carlsberg. Carlsberg, yeah, quite. Yeah. Um. Uh, Mogul Mowgli, uh, new film, uh, starring Riz Ahmed, looks pretty good. Um. Quite looking forward to Shirley, the one with um, uh, Elizabeth Moss. Um, I'll watch it. Um, Wolf Walkers, the new one from the people who did Secret of Kells. Um, heard good things about The Disciple as well. Yes. Um, what about what about you, Mark? Uh, Possessor. Um, mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Uh, Disciples of the Cords is that. Uh, uh, Relic. Yeah. Um, there, I, I, 
I know it's not in there, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to American Utopia. What about uh, Siberia, the uh, Ferrera? Oh, yeah, oh, yes, yes. That's the one I was forgetting. There's one in the back of your brain where you're going, there's one you're missing. Yeah, yeah, that's just because it's a new Albert Ferrara movie. Is Supernova not Albert Oh, yes, Supernova. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Is that your specs? Yeah, I would say so. I, I haven't done an awful lot of digging into the um, into what's showing, to be honest. I'm, I'm the one out of the three of us that doesn't have credit, press accreditation, so... I mean, you didn't apply. But, I mean... Yeah, to be fair, you do live with someone who has press accreditation, so I think yeah, you probably... I didn't realise you guys were doing this whole thing until you actually got it through, so I haven't done an awful lot of looking into it, but yeah, Supernova, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Cool, cool, yeah. I'm also looking forward to just going, fuck it, yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, that's... To, to something random and watching it and going, that was really good, that. That's that... where I'm at with it, I just want to be surprised by stuff. That is the good thing, you know, we've been... A... Between me and you, Ian, we've been at quite a few festivals together, and it can often be something that you're just not expecting. That you'll go and you'll go, that was really good. Great taking. Uh, well, I remember uh, we did one call really early on, <laughs> all of us really hung over at like half nine in the morning. We did a, like, a near three hour documentary called Eurocrime. Eurocrime. We all yeah, fucking man. loved. Didn't we? It was fucking ace. That and was it was brilliant. Uh, and it was, it was just a documentary that had a man in very tight. Um, pink shorts at one point who, who just seemed incredibly sexist <laughs> <laughs> but he was Italian yeah I mean I, I, LFF like the first LFF I, I ever went to I saw um, Wild Bill the uh, Dexter Fletcher's directorial debut um, yeah. didn't know what the fuck it was I just put in so it wasn't a press screening it was like press had like you, you could basically put in for like a lottery and say right on this these this day, I'd like public tickets to these films and put them in order of priority, and then you'd be told which ones you'd be able to pick up at the box office. I got Wild Bill, and it was like, no fucking idea what this is whatsoever, but go on then. And it was fucking brilliant. Wild Bill is a very good film. And like Dexter Fletcher did a and a after, and, 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 and that was great. And uh, that was the LFF that I went to see uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene, and... Um, uh, you know, John Hawks and Elizabeth Olsen were there and did a Q&A after as well. And that that was great. I mean, that's one. Th- I really, really want to go all balls out one year, take two weeks off work and just be in London for two weeks and just do LFF, like get a press pass and just fucking see everything, go to all the fucking conferences and all that kind of stuff. And hopefully next year that will happen. But the good thing this year is... You know, it's the first year that Mark and Bex will be able to like watch this stuff as well. And the the quality of the stuff that will be online will be like to be blunt, will be a lot higher than it has been. You know, the films on the digital viewing library previously are very, very small films or films that are seeking distribution. And that that there there have been some good ones there. And to be fair, um Border was um on there last year. Uh, which was fucking mental and ended up getting an Oscar nomination for best hair and makeup, you know, uh, <laughs> and, um, I, 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 you know, that so, there are these experiences that you can have, but the, the first pre- like digital press screenings lineup comes out tomorrow. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what kind of stuff like good, 
films we can talk about in October and so, like and and talk about for you guys listening, you know, and and you know to give people a sense that there is good shit coming. Everything is not awful. You know, these films are coming and you can look forward to them because they're good. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And we'll hopefully we'll be able to talk about next week, like what we're actually looking to be able to review once the screenings get started as well. Absolutely. Um, I've got another question um, from... Uh, Rick Kidd, uh, Rick J. Kidd. Uh, thinking, uh, thinking about workplace in movies, which workplace would you love to work in? And conversely, which workplace would you hate to work in? Well, I saw this earlier pop up. Do you know what the first thing that popped into my mind was? What? I would like to work in the estate agency in Glengarry Glen Ross. I would boss that fucking office. <laughs> fair play, fair play. And I'd hate to work somewhere whimsical like Mr. Magorium's Wondering Poem. Wax, it'd be fucking creepy. Because I, I can't be that happy all the, all the time. I need to have some downtime away from customers where I can talk about how shitty customers are. Fair point. Ian, Charles. Uh, I would hate... Like Harry there. Uh, hate the thing. <laughs> That's a fair point, yeah. Good one, that one, actually. You know, it's either I'm going to be a thing or... I'm gonna freeze to death. Um, How am I working there? With the thing. In in that like Arctic. In with the thing though. I mean, you just stare at its fucking way. That's how it works. What? Go in the loft. Uh, That's my answer to everything. Zombie apocalypse. Go in the loft. Thing. Um, love. All right. Good, good luck living in the wreck then. <laughs> <laughs> um. Love. Good burger. Um, my love is probably it's a tie up between uh, in fact no it's high fidelity (laughs) a close second though is Empire Records but they're both record stars but it's high fidelity let's be honest your clerk's picture that you put on earlier made me chuckle (laughs) yeah Um, and then hate place that I would hate to work Uh, the kitchen in the cook the thief the wife and her lover because that's nothing good happens in that kitchen it's chaotic kitchen yeah apart from yeah Helen Mirren based naughtiness that's not happening to anyone that works in the kitchen not happening to anyone that works in the kitchen though she does something with the staff she doesn't yeah she don't fuck with the help nope so yeah so at some point I'm getting at best I'm getting abused by Michael Gambon I mean you might get like a sneaky peek of Helen Mirren's tits at best I'm getting a sneaky peek at Mirren's tits but uh, at worst I'm getting abused by a Gambon yeah, so I'm not taking that as a win. <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah, what are we covering next week, guys? Welcome to Marwin. <laughs> Dracula. 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 Devil all the time. Yeah. Born for fucking sure. Anola yeah, Holmes. <laughs> back. Yeah. In the spirit of 2020. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, to be fair, the next week's show will be the first one that will be released in October. So Dracula makes some sense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch Enola Holmes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll watch that. Y'all can enjoy that. Oh, 
fine with loads of big beef misery. Are we? Uh, yeah, so that was episode 364. We thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. You're going to have to remind me what we said we're going to watch. I will. I will. Don't worry. Because I can't even remember when playing it forward records. Friday. Friday, literally two days' time. It's going to be what? fine. I'm going to watch Stretch tonight. I'm going to watch Sweet Smell of Success tomorrow. I've already seen Greta. And I'm not watching The Wave because it sounds really fucking depressing. Oh, you have to. It's really good. I'm not fucking watching The Wave. I can't really now. Depressing. I can't. It's really depressing. It's good. No, yeah, I, I'm sure it's good, but I'm not watching it now. <laughs> yeah, I can see his point with that. Who picked The Wave? Was it John? Who, no, the fu- yeah, John who the fuck I... do you think picked The Wave? Was it you? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Who did you pick? What the car? Right. Stretch. So uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Who, who did you pick? Idiot choice. It's usually me. <laughs> who did you pick it for? No. Okay. So what's left? Ian picked Greta for me. And George picked the sweet spot of success for Ian. So is that like an eighty-five film then? Yes. No. What? Really? No. It just comedy. Would have been a Jordan pick. I just wondered. It's an older it's... film. Older film. Ah. Um, like a classic. Yeah, it is, yeah. but I, 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 I've seen it and, I, and it, it's, a, it's a really good choice. That's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time, is what I will say there. And what's Greta about? Because I'm going to have to watch it. Really yeah, bad. watch Greta tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's about who pairs a psycho bitch. Yeah. And Chloe Moretz is her victim. And Michael Monroe's in there, isn't she? Oh, yeah. It's a it's a fun watch, Bex. That's really small success sounds good actually. Yeah. Greta, hang on. Greta. You checking Greta? Yeah. It's about Huppet. 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 Did you know they're doing an it's about Huppet thing on the movie at the moment that we have that we didn't realise that we have? Because <laughs> I keep getting to cancel it. No, because you actively fucking signed up for it again after I cancelled it on iTunes. I have to get two accounts at one mm. point. All oh, right, okay. I, I so much want that movie that I have two accounts. And then you're accidentally paying twenty dollars. You don't even look at it. What's on? <laughs> fine, Greta sounds fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, right, yeah. So yeah, you can hear us talk about that. But I'm playing it forward, which will be available <laughs> on the Pod Syndicate bonus show, where you can also find podcasts such as uh, the Slatercast. Uh, and Tales from the Tape Deck and a bunch of other stuff. Also, check out uh, Mike from Chinsburg and Punter and Hannah's uh, The Rewatch Project with Mike and Hannah, which uh, has now become a full podcast on its own rather than a Chinsburg vs. Punter bonus podcast. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.